They're dismissed as conspiracy theories, superstitions, and pseudosciences. Psychologists and skeptics have been quick to explain away belief in alternative theories. They dismiss them as faulty activity in the brain, coping mechanisms, and simply as confirmation bias to reinforce established personal beliefs. But recent surveys show that upwards of half the population support at least one conspiracy theory, and nearly three-quarters of the population hold some belief in the paranormal. Perhaps there are better explanations for the mass public appeal. That premise is beginning to gain interest in the scholarly community, and is starting to change the discussion. At least, that's what I hear. Sometimes, the public doesn't believe what we are told to believe, and our imaginations are captured by the possibility of alternative explanations. Join me as we explore the historical events and public state of mind that influence the appeal and popularity of the most enduring alternative theories out there. Welcome to Conspiracy Theoryology. I'm your host, Ryan Nelson. On this episode, what the heck is conspiracy theoryology? And what is this podcast? What sort of topics will we discuss on this show? What are we going to talk about? And why should you listen to this show? After the break, we'll kick off this new podcast and get to know each other a bit better. Theoryologists, welcome to the first episode of Conspiracy Theoryology. This is the first actually really real episode for this show. Yes, there is a pilot episode, and thank you so much to everyone that took the time to suffer through that experience. It was my tester, and it helped get through all of the technical efforts required. So, what is this show? The Conspiracy Theoryology Podcast is a bi-weekly show, at least in my mind so far, that explores the current events and, and public opinion contemporary to the introduction of alternative theories, which may have influenced the acceptance and popularity of those ideas. Why theoryology? Well, I like the sound of it, and it seemed appropriate. Now, for this first episode, uh, I thought it would be great that we would have a an episode that just discussed, as our topic, this particular podcast. That way, for someone new coming in, and for those listening, 
that have jumped backwards and, and first listened to episode 27 or episode 127, I've, hopefully I've sent you back here and you have a good idea of what we're, uh, what we're about to discuss. Let's move into the first segment, which is origins and background. This is the segment of the show where we'll discuss the defining event, publication, or claim that brought the theory into public attention. For this podcast, it was really born out of two interests, alternative theories and a love of podcasts. As you might expect, I'll be discussing topics that fall outside of uh, mainstream acceptance. Although many have become quite popular in mass media and entertainment. A few examples. Cover-ups. Cover-ups are a bit of a catch-all. Basically, any conspiracy is predicated on hiding the truth in order to shape an outcome. The Roswell crash comes to mind. Then there's hoaxes. In the context of conspiracy, these are events used to alter the perception of reality and to gain power and positioning or to shape public behavior. Now, they can also be used to hide truth, just as a cover-up. Think of the pilot episode, Topic of the Moon Landing. Then we would could get into uh, secret societies and hidden locations. Now, these are usually the origins and the headquarters for much of the nefarious goings-on in the world. The big example would be the Illuminati. Absolutely, we're going to discuss alternative histories. You know, as implied, history is written by the victors, and you can't have textbooks shedding light on everything you've tried to obscure. Everything from ancient advanced civilizations, ancient alien theories, rewriting of world events, and the lost worlds. And finally, the paranormal. From hauntings to cryptids, alien abductions, extrasensory abilities, transdimensional visitors. If you're thinking, Wait, this stuff isn't conspiracy, is it? Well, if you don't have the paranormal, you don't have anything to cover up. There's nothing to hoax. And who will run the New World Order? Answer me that. I'm not a psychologist or a sociological researcher, but I do find these topics interesting and fun to talk about. And I'm willing to spend more of my free time researching these things so that you don't have to. Now, after we go through the origins and the backgrounds, we'll move into uh, the section that is very much the theoriology. This is where we actually get into the meat of the whole discussion. For any of our topics, there's usually a key point in time when the alternative theory hits the public imagination. Uh, it's that starting point that kicks off the whispers and the discussions and then turns folklore into an idea. And that idea into a possibility that's often argued over at Thanksgiving dinner. Additionally, when it becomes a belief, it becomes an interest of scholarly study. Now, not the actual theory itself, but rather the, the study of why it's so believable to the populace. Why an idea went from, man, that's a fun story, to, well, maybe that really happened. Conspiracy theories and mass opinion is, a, is really the focus of this show. And I think the best way to express that and to kick off the, the background for this is, is for me to tell you what, what inspired this topic for me. 
and that is a that is a a, a paper that was released uh, published by the University of Chicago back in 2014 uh, by researchers J. Eric Oliver and Thomas J. Wood. Now it's titled "Conspiracy Theories and the Paranoid Style of Mass Opinion." The focus of this article is largely about uh, political conspiracy and and political science, but I think it's really applicable. Oliver and Wood said, Most scholarship about conspiracy theories in America has focused more on interpretive analysis of the theories themselves rather than on empirical research about their support in the mass public. The few empirical studies are inconclusive because they asked only a few scattered questions, either about specific theories or about conspiratorial reasoning among specific subpopulations. To our knowledge, there is no research that systematically examines support for a wide selection of conspiratorial narratives across a representative sample of the entire American population. Now, in short, what they're saying is most of these studies simply go to the conspiracy theorists or the supporters of the theorists and ask them, hey, do you believe in this theory? And everybody says yes and explains why. And then they go on and figure out how to dismiss the belief in the theory. Uh, but what hasn't really been looked into, what hasn't been captured, and what uh, these, uh, these authors are, are discussing is that that doesn't explain why they're so popular, why they capture imagination, you know, why television shows about conspiracies, about the paranormal, uh, are, are such, are so successful. And, um, and so they, you know, they go on to make the point that more importantly, if, if such conspiracy theories are as widely accepted as both the historical record and the previous research suggests, you know, then it should force us to reconsider our general understanding of mass opinion formation. So, that's uh, that's you know that's really the the motivation here of this discussion and how I'd like to drive that uh, that perspective on all on all of these theories. Now, because of that, every episode is going to be a bit of a history lesson with some timelines of contemporary events and major social mindsets that feed fuel to the fire of the alternative theories and the conspiratorial musings. When available, we'll visit some psychological and sociological studies, trying to put them in layman's terms, mainly so I can understand them, but hopefully so that, you know, they're enjoyable for you as well. After we get through this and we discuss all of those aspects, we'll move into the part of the show that I'm going to call the endurance test. Now, it's all fine and dandy that these ideas catch on when they're first introduced. But really, what makes them stick? Some conspiracy theories have been around for decades, while others fade into the realm of historical trivia and fun facts. So, of each of the theories, uh, we'll, we'll probably ask the following questions. You know, how long has it been around? And has it had a large influence in popular culture and media? You know, has it already shown a staying power? 
Then we'll ask the question, is it relevant still today? You know, of the topics that it's addressing, um, is it something that still applies to the mindset? Is it a question that can still be applicable to the populace and the, the social activities at the time? And then finally, will it continue to capture public imagination going forward? Once we've really thought through those questions, once we've covered all of the timelines, we can finally get to the summary and verdict portion. And at this point, we can really wrap up our discussion and render a verdict on the topic for the day. Ultimately, we want to answer the question, is there really a catalyst that prompted a favorable mass appeal for the theory? Or, instead, is it plausible in itself, regardless of people's state of mind and whether the, they are open to the possibility? You know, as for the Conspiracy Theoryology podcast, I think it has legs and can provide a great opportunity for you and I to explore this change in the discussion. Currently, scholarly study is expanding with more researchers uh, attempting to, to answer why, why alternative theories gain traction and popularity in, in, such a, in such large percentages. Perhaps we can figure out whether our fascination is, is born of a need to challenge our belief and understanding of the world around us, or instead, are we attracted to a hidden truth, begging to be discovered? I hope that we uh, can continue to address this as we move forward and uh, tackle some of the best theories and events and experiences out there. Thank you so much for joining me today and kicking off this little podcast. Conspiracy Theoryology is written and edited by me. Now, the awesome music that you're hearing is by Adam Henry Garcia. If you'd like to hear more of Adam's music, visit adamhenrygarcia.bandcamp.com. New episodes of Conspiracy Theoryology will premiere bi-weekly. So if you like what you hear, go ahead and hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss the discussion. You can connect with me on facebook.com slash theoryologypodcast. Or, of course, visit me at conspiracytheoryology.com to keep up with all of the episodes. Uh, this show is absolutely going to be built on the ideas and the perspectives and the thoughts of everybody that uh, that listens you know this this is a subject that is built off of a community that loves to talk about this stuff so please please connect with me and share your ideas share your thoughts if you have a particular topic that you really want to see discussed let me know and we will get that into the show so until next time take care and I look forward to uh, talking to you again.